You're listening to Discography Discussion, episode 172, Strapping Young Lad. Hosted by Dan Terry. It's basically like the story of Jeff. Jeff Kane. I. And Joseph Wren. Right in the face. Presented by DiscussMetal.com. And if you listen to Strapping Young Lad because you couldn't decide what to listen to tonight, then you are ready for this episode of Discography Discussion. I am Joe. That is Dan. That is Jeff. I'm not saying he doesn't know what he wants to do, but he is random as fuck sometimes. Hey, <laughs> I mean, me or things, Devin? Well, <laughs> it's a little bit of both, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I might be a little uh, uh, all over the place. Biased, yeah. But I'm not nearly as all over the map as Devin is. And it'd be one of the reasons why he's one of my favorite metal artists of all time. That dude is, I mean, well, we'll get into it, but I mean, he has, uh, he has bipolar. And you can easily hear it in his music. You can hear it in his lyrics, especially early on. Sometimes it's just fucking crazy shit. And sometimes it's depressing as hell. And sometimes it's just fun. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a maniac and a living god. I mean dude is just insane maniac yes insane yes my favorite thing he has ever done was featuring on a steve vai song he was wearing your stereotypical 90s skin tight leather suit with his shaved head and goggles because that's what steve decided to do that day so i hear this vocalist i say what is this it's devin townsend i'm gonna go look it up little did i know at the time this dude is way more fucking metal than what he was asked to do. <laughs> yeah, that that is an an understatement. We're gonna get into it, but strapping young lad is batshit insanity on a different level. It's not random for the sake of random, but it can be whatever Devin Townsend decides he wants it to be on that particular day. Sometimes that's progressive and opeth-ish metal. Sometimes you can hear the Led Zeppelin, and then sometimes. You're Nine Inch Nails. I have a drum machine for the next two minutes. And there's a whole lot more than just that. I mean, the, the dude is he is kind of like um, one of his albums sometimes, especially not even just his album, but you could just take uh, his entire discography uh, with Devin Townsend, Devin Townsend Project, Strapping Young Lad, the hit, you know, random, and you have no fucking idea what you're going to get. <laughs> I think that's why I love him so much. It's that it's... He's, he's continually full of surprises. He has an unbelievable range, just dynamically and, you know, vocally, as far as like the EM, he is one of the most, uh, one of the greatest ranges in music. Period. And it's, it's really between him and Mike on who has the greatest vocal range currently in music. I mean, I don't even know what to say. When, when I listen to these albums, I was taken so many different places at once. Uh, I didn't really know how to feel. I mean, one minute you're—it's just like grindcore, and then and I'm I'm into that, and then the next minute like there's this beautiful like melodic passage that's making its way like cutting cutting through the grindcore, and he's singing, and I'm like, what what the fuck is going on right now? <laughs> I feel like I'm listening to two records at once. You are, and that and that's the reason why it's great. Is because you don't know what's next, and you know, especially it's such a fun listen for the first time, uh, just because you don't know what the hell is coming next. Because there's so many nuances on top of that, makes it 
so much fun to listen to again and again and again because you're probably going to catch a little something that didn't get the first time or you know the tenth time or the hundredth time because you know he's coming at you from all angles so you don't know you know what it is that you're catching and what you're missing and that's what makes the the re-listenability for him and his music uh it's so important to me i mean he's just so easy to listen to because there's so much going on I mean, it's like a wall of noise. And sometimes for some people, it might be a challenge because you don't know what the fuck's going to happen next. But for somebody who likes all kinds of weird shit and wants likes to be surprised, I mean, essentially Devin Townsend is the quintessential artist in my ears. He eats everything. And that's why I love him. It's going to piss somebody off that wants one particular genre of music because that's just not who that dude is. He's so fucking spastic fun and loves what he does and just loves all metal and and not only just all metal but all music you get everything and that's what makes it so much fun i mean this music there's not a not always do you say that metal can be fun there's no question that devin makes metal fun when he wants to i i love that i think i just gave like every i did this the entire <laughs> episode in like 10 minutes all right, and you can reach out to us on Facebook at <laughs> facebook.com slash discography discussion. All right. If we can't tell, I'm a little excited to do this episode, y'all. He's not wearing pants, so there's that. Oh, yeah, that's why you can only see me from the shoulders up. I don't even want you to see my elbows and wrists. There it is. Well, before Jeff tears down this wall of batshit insanity, I want to take this time to say thank you to everyone for listening to the podcast. Thank you for listening and for subscribing. If you are not a subscriber, then you can find everything Discography Discussion at DiscussMetal.com. We are on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. So if you have an Amazon Echo or a Google Home, you have no excuse. Ask it to play the latest episode of the Discography Discussion podcast, and it will. We're also on Facebook and on Twitter at Discuss Metal. Be sure to like, favorite, and subscribe. It really helps us out. It lets us know you're listening, and now Dan is going to tell us all about five-star reviews. We love five-star reviews here on Discography Discussion, and the reason we like them is because they make me feel better about myself and my life and my current situation and all that good shit. One of the things that you guys have been doing lately is sharing the episodes, and that has been awesome it has boosted our download numbers everybody's getting on the side of the discussion and on discuss metal and all of that i appreciate every single one of you that shares the episodes keep it up and i will find some way to bring it back to you somehow and speaking of people that i love every single one of you i'm going to shout out our lovely patreon subscribers which includes the following alex sander brian dean david brown isaiah eldridge Jeffrey De Los Santos, the actual Mac, Jeremy Prince, Josh Moser, Kiki Kuti, do you love me? I do love you. Ken Zapla, if I'm wrong, just just DM me, DM me dude. <laughs> Lance Allagood, the king of metal. Patrick Aspland, Samuel Woodward, and tantalized Fungians. Thank you guys so much. You guys help us out so much. We just renewed our hosting for the entire year and you guys made that possible for us so i want to thank you from the bottom of my heart you guys are awesome it's dark that means we here, got dude. another year of uh another year of episodes wow yeah i know man they paid for it they wanted it they have it sweet over on youtube we got a comment about episode 171 nothing face interesting listen personally i think skeletons was a great album 
but it just kind of lost that eerie sinister vibe that was nothing face although there was still little elements of it sprinkled in there but i just think those first three albums are just damn incredible i agree could just be because i'm a drummer and chris hauk just said that thing sickles was awesome as well but to me hawk was the drummer for nothing face and it was apparent whenever they got back together and started releasing stuff and hawk was once again the drummer also i hate the production on skeletons haha <laughs> but there is some good stuff on there it just doesn't give me that feeling that those first three did sucks that matt passed and then we couldn't get more tunes absolutely thanks for talking about them definitely my favorite band well, thank you very much, Ian Vase. I appreciate your comment on that. And I love it when you guys write me a book. I love reading a book. I stand corrected. We found the guy who says Nothing Face is his favorite band. There it is. Thank That's you awesome. for proving me wrong. On episode 14, Black Sabbath with James Rolfe, Danny Dorco says, love hearing James talk about movies and music's great discussion. Absolutely, dude. And... Shout and out to you with that's that an awesome, awesome name. name. <laughs> I know. I always Danny thought Dorko, I was Danny Dorco. <laughs> oh, well. It was a blast talking to James. That was in the early days of the podcast. It's one of those things you don't expect to happen, and then it happens, and it was a blast. Yeah, that was a holy shit, I can't believe he replied type of moment. <laughs> then he did three more times. It was pretty cool. It was so good. <laughs> we need to get him on an episode of Discuss Metal. We do, absolutely, 100%. So, Dan... Tell me about Strapping Young Lad. Well, Strapping Young Lad used to be the side project slash main project slash band that Devin Townsend kind of spearheaded. Uh, He started off as a one-man thing and played almost all of the instruments on his first album, but eventually he got some awesome people in the band, uh, such as like Brian Stroud on bass, Gene fucking Hoagland on drums. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is... This was awesome, and uh, yeah, I mean, I I don't really know how to describe Strapping Young Lad for you. You just kind of have to listen to it. Uh, It's equal parts like grindcore, new metal, groove metal, death metal. Like, it's so many different things. Industrial metal, like, it's all there all at the same time. If I if I had one word, uh, two words to describe it, it would be buffet metal. (laughs) All you can eat. All you can eat, and, and there's a whole bunch. There's everything is there. You get to pick whatever the fuck you want. That's what makes it great. All for five ninety nine a person <laughs> with free refills. Don't ask where the steak came from. It'll be the only time you'll ever hear me say that I like a buffet, as if it's uh, anything with has to do with uh, Devin Townsend. I do feel like it's worth mentioning that Devin Townsend has bipolar disorder, and that's not a joke. Like he actually has it. He's talked about it. And that explains a lot about Strapping Young Lad and most Devin Townsend projects. Well, he, I mean, as time has gone on, he, uh, medication and coping with it, uh, he's much better than what he used to be. But yeah, there was a lot of frustration early in his life. Uh, and you definitely hear it uh, in Strapping Young Lad. And it is just insane and beautiful all at the same time. Well, he uses something that most people would consider to be a detriment, and he uses it as a strength. He does. 1995. Heavy as a really heavy thing. Is that what it is? Yes, it is. (laughs) This was terrifying to me the first time I heard it. Like, I mean, just the song SYL or Strapping Young Lad is terrifying in and of itself. If the intro itself isn't terrifying enough, just wait. (laughs) 
After a really creepy intro about a little kid saying that a bear ate a bunch of other little kids, uh, this weird, like, fucking breakbeat starts, and suddenly you're getting bashed in the skull over and over and over again with some kind of weird industrial groove metal fucking onslaught. Yeah, the dude was, he had some pent-up frustration. You think? <laughs> Just a tad. I tell you what, you know, the other thing that's so great about this is that it, I kind of, um, Pull some parallels between him and Trent Reznor and just getting frustrated as fucking doing your own thing and just saying, fuck it, I'm going to do what I want the way I want to do it. And here it is, because that's kind of what he did on this album. I mean, he just he quite literally did everything uh, himself besides the drums. And that was Adrian White. I mean, and that guy, as far as Canadian musicians, like with other musicians, that guy's very, very prolific as far as the drummer is concerned. So, I mean, good guy to to uh, to have in your corner. But yeah, the, just frustrated doing a lot of stuff and finally get you know guy finally being able to get out what you wanted to get out there instead of what everybody else wants you to do so yeah and it's fucking great i mean it it is it's a hellraiser man it's crazy if i had heard this in 1995 i would have compared it directly to nine inch nails i probably would have said this is a faster more metal nine inch nails type band but it's not just that it only cosmetically falls into that presentation because okay it's one guy playing all the instruments he's in an open drop c because that's the tuning he's played in ever since he was a little kid and first learned how to play led zeppelin and he's got a drum machine as far as I'm concerned for a few of these tracks. But it's heavy, it's intense, it's got that mid-90s industrial pace, so I'm into it. But when I listen to it and try to say, what is it about this that I like over something else? The only thing I can say is, it sounds cool. Devin Townsend doesn't have like this booming death growl that he's gonna pull out at the last second and redefine the vocal range but he doesn't do the thrash metal yell either and he probably could have done that on this he just sounds creepy and the record itself is creepy as fuck most of the time yeah i mean and it, what's weird is his harsh vocals on this record remind me a lot of jeff walker from carcass uh more like in um oh what was that swan song era of carcass that okay that, that kind of cleaner, like, you can understand what he's saying, but it has that, like, growl to it. Uh, I really I really enjoyed that aspect of the vocals specifically. Musically, you know, like I said in the intro, there's a whole lot of, like, super heavy, like, fast grind parts that are intermixed with these, like, beautiful melodic pieces. But they're going on at the same time, so you're never necessarily getting destroyed musically. But you're also not getting like lulled into a false sense of security. This record is so spastic and all over the place, but it's not like in a Dillinger way or anything like that. It's just very like you really just don't have a reference point. There's there's nothing else that you can compare it to, uh, and I think that that's why it largely succeeds because you know I'm sure people have been listening to this since 1995 and they can point out every change that's going to happen. But for me, I listened to this record three or four times, you know, to prepare for this episode. And there's still things that I'm noticing that I didn't pick up on before. 
And I think that that is indicative of a very strong record. Yeah, that's but that's just kind of his style in general. I mean, it's it's an uneven wave of sound. You don't know what's going to hit you next. And I and that's the reason why I love it is because the first listen is a holy shit moment because you don't know what the fuck's happening and what's going to happen next. But it's also great, like I said, like for the tenth listen, you know, or in several more listens down the line, because there's so much going on that you're always picking up on little nuances that you may not have caught the first, you know, first several times around. And like you said, that's that is a hallmark of, of a great record. But that's also a, a hallmark of a great musician, and that's what he is. Especially this first go around, you're just like this dude doing everything quite literally everything outside of drums and he's just making it work and it sounds great right it's not just a full force metal delivery it's a soundscape composition that happens to include some very fast metal yeah i mean yeah. I, I largely agree and i think that there's a lot of bands where if they ever reached this point musically it would be like no pun intended their swan song you know like it it would be what they've been building up to all this time. And this is the first record. <laughs> <laughs> Do we get to talk about City now? Oh, let's talk about City. Is Gene Hoagland here now? He is. Yes, he is. 1997. And no, I'm not listening to the remastered version. Yeah, fuck the remastered version. I don't know. I no, don't... dude, they sound great, but... I listen to whatever version was on streaming. <laughs> this is the first record I listened to that I was consciously aware of the fact that Gene Hoagland was the drummer. When I think of Gene Hoagland, I think of two bands first, Death and Strapping Young Lad. I know those are not the bands he is best known for, but they were 15 years ago. Those were the names everybody pulled out when they started talking about Gene Hoagland, the atomic clock, at least in my circle. City, I don't know what he was thinking, but I think he could keep up with Devin Townsend's brain. No, the he can't. Go ahead. They, uh, they, they end up writing, uh, as time goes on, they wrote a lot of this music together as time goes on. Uh, it, they were, so you got to be able to be uh, on another level to keep up with uh, Devin Townsend, which we know Gene is. I mean, he he's the fucking atomic clock. I mean, the dude is on another level. I will say this, on this album, I can't tell you how many times I've listened to Oh My Fucking God. I know, right? <laughs> Dude, I fucking love that song. It is, whenever I'm like spastic and anxiety ridden, I'm like, if I wrote a song, it would fucking be, oh my fucking God. <laughs> I mean, this is my goddamn anthem when I'm losing my shit. So you've been listening to it all week is what you're telling me? Yeah. Well, yeah. Every I mean, day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, if... Um, if since I'm not on Spotify anymore, if there was a way to keep track on views, uh, listens on Spotify of a particular song like you can on uh, Google Play, we're probably in the mid to upper uh, upper hundreds of, of listens of this song <laughs> for me, because this is just it's whenever I'm freaking out. That's my goddamn anthem, man. For me, it's home nucleonics. That song is my yeah. shit. Yeah, that's the great thing. I'm a Everything on this album is the shit. Nobody's going to mention All Hail the New Flesh. I mean, it's I, a great opener. I just did. <laughs> it's a fantastic opener. And, you know, if we're going to compare this album to the previous record, it's really hard to do that with Strapping Young Lad. 
because each record is so distinctly its own thing. And I mean, yeah, you can tell it's the same guy. It's weird. You can tell it's the same guy, but you can't necessarily tell it's the same band, if that makes sense. One thing about Strapping Young Lad that I'm always reminded of when I listen to City or the self-titled that's about to come up, and it applies to all the records, they have an artificialness to the sound that Nine Inch Nails is the only other band I can think of that can do it successfully. I don't listen to Strapping Young Lad ever and think, this is thin. It sounds like a cassette tape. It sounds like an 80s thrash band who had a digital drum set and all this other shit. It sounds like a soundscape, like I said previously, but it has that artificial characteristic. Now, take this band who started with a fake drummer, or at least programmed drums, give it to Gene Hoagland who can actually do that shit. So... You mentioned something that I think is important to uh, to hit on, and that is the production value. So, yeah, yes, Devin Townsend is, is part of that, but so is uh, Daniel Bergstrand, who is a big fucking name in Swedish metal. So, Meshuga in, in Flames, Soil Work. I mean, this, this dude's been on a lot of good shit. Not always what Dan likes, because he's on... <laughs> Uh, soundtrack to your escape and come clarity, but no comment. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> so he's the actual robot, is what you're saying? It's fine, man. We all take yeah. a shit sometimes. <laughs> but no, I, I, it's so well layered. It sounds so good. It, it, even though it's so spastic, you get the feeling that it all fits, and that's what it's. It's very difficult to say that about a lot of bands that have this style where they're all over the map. Most of the time, it's so jarring that it makes it like a challenge to listen to sometimes. Like Tony Danza would be a, a prime example. I mean, we love them, but somebody who, who is the uninitiated say, hey, sit down and listen to a, a, an entire Tony Danza album, and they're going to be, you know, sweating balls by the end of the album. So I'm going to need you to sit down and listen to Danza 2, The Electric Boogaloo, pay no attention to the little man playing pool. And if you ask somebody to do the same thing with City, I think they'd be going, holy crap, this is all over the place, but for some weird reason, it all fits. It all makes sense. And that's why I love them so much. Yeah, I mean, there comes a point on this record where I even had to stop and be like, is he just making gurgling sounds? <laughs> he probably was. <laughs> he was. I mean, there, there, there's no vocals, no lyrics, really. It's just like, like it's it's like a it's like a uh, abstract art piece with a lot of it this is. music because you know when you look at art, there are certain people that will look at something and be like, well, I don't even know what that's supposed to be, so they must not be a good artist. Excuse me, Devin. Can I talk to you for a second about your lyrics? Yeah, well, lyrics are lyrics and strapping young lad are something you really don't want to pay attention to. Yeah, dude, but I just want to ask you about this one section here. So you've got kitchen sink. Yeah. <laughs> written for the second verse. Um, is that what? How's that going to work for you? I mean, I think I think with the lyrics in strappy young lad, it's always been somewhat tongue in cheek. Uh, there's a lot of fuck you, 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 fuck you. I just wanted to see how many times I can say fuck you on a podcast. You know, this is like my version of hot dog. But I think that I think that with 
Devin Townsend especially. I feel like he didn't put a whole lot into the lyrics on these songs. It's definitely more tongue-in-cheek, more fun, more poke fun at yourself, and also kind of make fun of metal stereotypes. So you get a lot of fuck you, I'll kill you, like that sort of stuff. Yeah. But like you can tell it's done in such a mocking tone that there's almost no like, you know, there's no real substance to it. Well, there it's, um, as they say, that uh, all good humor is based in truth. Yeah. So it is, there's definitely, like you said, the tongue-in-cheek and the humor but I also think that a lot of that is, you know, him saying fuck you to everybody else too. Oh yeah. Because he's like, yeah, I, I, I know I'm weird. I know I kind of stick out. I don't care. I know what I want to do and I'm going to do it. And if you don't like it, fuck you. And that's kind of what I get from this is cause it's, this isn't really like anybody else uh, that I know of that. I mean, like we said, we, we have, we have plenty of spastic bands, but this one uh, just kind of sticks out uh, in its own special way. So I, I dig it. I love it. And the, the great thing is that the guy is so vocally dynamic. It just, it makes the ride even more fun because there's very few people that can keep up with them vocally. Like Mike Patton's the only one I can think of. Yeah. That's what I was talking about. Like it, it, it's, it's between him and Mike on as far as who the greatest it, versatile just, vocalist is the greatest, most versatile vocalist in modern music period. Yeah. I mean, because there's very, I'd probably give the nod to Mike Patton because he does all of those Italian, you know, operas and stuff like that. And I haven't heard Devin do anything like that. But I'm, I think if you gave Devin the opportunity to practice the way that Mike has practiced, I think he could pull it off. And he's, those are the only two people I know that could do that. It, it that's it. I they're in a stratosphere unto themselves. There's nobody else, in my opinion, that comes as close to them vocally. I agree with that. I mean, I, I think, yeah, I'm I'm still gonna give the edge to Mike Patton, but yeah, Devin's like the guy that you call if you can't get Mike Patton. Steve, I did that once. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Are we ready for strapping young lad? Absolutely, but I do feel the need to throw in that City is probably my favorite out of the whole bunch. Spoilers. It is, um, here's something interesting. Before this week, City was my favorite, and I've changed my mind in this listen through this week, believe it or not. City has been my favorite album of them for 20 plus years, and one of the other albums coming up changed my mind. I was shocked. We'll look out for that later. Yep. Because I know it's not this one. 2003 Strapping Young Lad So this is the first Strapping Young Lad record that I heard Uh, It was I believe it was the song Relentless and it was on a Headbangers Ball compilation and did not give me a good indication of what this band actually was based on this song Absolutely not Don't get me wrong, the song is heavy as fuck (laughs) Yes it is But this is what people think Devin Townsend's Strapping Young Lad sounds like. I say that because there's a line that is extremely blurry for most people, including myself sometimes, where you don't know if it's Strapping Young Lad or Devin Townsend or if it even matters. This is one of those songs that could be extreme metal, the Devin Townsend project, tuned down, we're going to be heavy as fuck. Gene, just play the drums, it'll be great. But it's shoved in on track two or three of SYL. And all I can say is 
if you didn't believe that Devin Townsend is random as fuck sometimes, this is one of those examples. Yeah, Relentless to me was more is more of a showcase of just what a machine gene is. That's what I got out of Relentless more than anything else. This is probably my least favorite that we've uh, come across so far as far as the albums, but it's I mean it's still Devin Townsend, it's still Gene Hoagland, it's still Strapping Young Lad, it's still good stuff. It's just not it's not City, and it, it I kind of feel bad for him because trying to come you know. The album that comes out after something like City, you, it's just not gonna. It's just not gonna match up. It's not gonna. It's just not gonna get you the same feel that you got. It's just that's just. It's impossible because that City was such an amazing, you know, monument of an album. And then you have Sill come out next, and it's good. It it borders on great, but City is just you know godlike. Yeah, I mean, and like I said earlier. You really can't compare these albums to each other. If you do, you're going to have a bad time. Absolutely. Because none of them give off the same vibe. He doesn't even really build off of what he did before. Like, I mean, sure, you can expect a lot of fast fucking drums on on Strapping Young Lad. And you can expect, like, a mixture of screamed, sang, you know, vomited, uh, <laughs> kitchen kitchen sink drain... Uh, type vocals, you know, some some snorts, some grunts. Sometimes there's children singing. I mean, it, there's just there's just no way to really encapsulate what's going to happen next with this band, and it makes their discography hard to talk about, to be honest. Because you know, I've got kind of a formula where I'm looking for a formula, and there is not one here. There, there's no real understanding. Because, like, let's say you heard Relentless. The rest of the album doesn't sound like that, and none of their other albums sound like that. So, like, I'm sorry if that's the song that you really latched on to, uh, like <laughs> I did at first, and then to get a record that sounds nothing like that. But I think, I do think overall, if you're a fan of heavy and extreme music, you're going to find something to like. So is every Strapping Young Lad album its own soundscape? I don't think... Devin Townsend or Gene Hoagland or anybody that contributes to the music wakes up and says, guys, today we're going to write Alaska. Tomorrow, well, we might write Colors. Who knows? I think he puts it all together in whatever random order makes sense to him, but the final product is very focused in that it's taking you on an audible journey versus just giving you a set of songs that all sound the same and then there's 13 tracks. Give me your 10 bucks. Well, if if this is an audio journey, I mean, he, he fucking teleports everywhere <laughs> because yeah, it, it's not it, the journey does not go smoothly from one to the next. It's just like, well, what what the fuck? Ha what what happened? Where the fuck am I? It's like the I opposite was, I, of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was just in New Zealand and now I'm on, you know, fucking Mars. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Planescape. Everything shaped like an arch could be a doorway. You're welcome. Well, speaking of Mars, 2005. Yes. I am the alien. So here's Jeff's new favorite album by Strapping Young Lad. Yep, that was not very hard to figure out this week, man. I <laughs> I pimped this one out to everybody, <laughs> or main, mainly uh, Joe and Dan, all week long. Just would not shut the fuck up about how much I was loving this album. I can't it count is... how many times Jeff drove past me saying, Joe, listen to Alien. 
Dude, it's so good. It's so good. This is what I would say is uh, when Devin Townsend is focused, there's nobody better. Well, I'm sure there is, but there's very few. Him and Gene sat down and wrote all of these songs in like in a couple months, and they were focused on it. They really had a direction. And oh my God, fucking love this album. Love this album. If Strapping so, Young Lad has a focus, it's extreme metal. If we have to give it one label, it's extreme metal at its core. But well, it's this not... One's actually, this one's more progressive, Joe. That's when the focus hits, and that and it, it shows uh, the older that he has gotten and the, he started to move away from Strapping Young Lad, more of his music actually sounds like Alien than anything else Strapping Young Lad has done. So that's that's why I say more focused. It, it, he is more of a progressive guy, and I think that actually fits him better than extreme metal when all said and done. Yes, he has the chops to do it, but musically progressive, I think, is like his sweet spot. And just the, knowing that that's, this album is kind of where it started where he has ended up. Oh, God, I love it. It's so good. It's like looking at two sound systems in two completely different locations. One has an EQ that's boosted in the bass and reduced in the treble, and then you go to a different theater, and it's all mids, and you say, that can't sound good, but then they both sound good in their own way. Devin is creating progressive metal. He's doing it in a very extreme way. I think a lot of people would say Opeth did it better. I would say Opeth never created this kind of extreme metal. They created dissonant, but not this type of extreme metal. Are we listening to the same record? Because I think that this record is completely fucking unhinged. I, I get a vibe from it that makes me very uncomfortable. Like, I have a lot of anxiety um, and, and things like that, and, and it's been triggered a little bit on previous Strapping Young Lad stuff, but, like, this... Like, the, my visual of this record... Is like dude starts playing, starts playing, throws about throws down a bunch of random shit, a bunch of random shit. Then he gets fucking pissed, stands up and starts beating his fucking guitar against the wall. Then beating <laughs> his fucking face against the wall until there's blood all over his hands, all over his face, all over the floor, all over everything. Just little little hunks of flesh coming from the fucking guitar strings. That's what this record sounds like to me. I don't get really? anything. I don't get anything fucking progressive about it at all. I think this is an absolutely like psychological nightmare to listen to. Wow, that just shows how fucked up I am, I guess. Yeah, and I <laughs> yeah, you heard you heard beautiful harmony. I heard fucking chaos. Uh, and it's yeah. not chaos like Dillinger Escape Plan or something like that. It's uh, also featured Mike Patton for a time. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know. Like this record really stood out to me as being very different from the rest of it. And I think. I think that's why the word alien really fits it because uh, it's something else completely. It's something t completely different. I don't hear the unhinged the way that you have described it. I think that's because I'm so used to listening to Devin Townsend and knowing that the end result is going to be unhinged and some level of batshit insane. It doesn't follow a formula other than he's going to turn left. Eventually. It might be now. It might be now. It might be later. But he's going to turn left. 
maybe I'm just used to listening to Devin Townsend and not expecting the next thing. Yeah, I don't, you know, like my, my favorite song is on this this album, Skeksis. Uh, I could, I almost never do I hit a repeat on a song, but I'm happy to do so on that. I mean, the big song on this album is Love. That's the one that everybody uh, keys in on. But Skeksis, man, just hits me. I mean, it's it's a journey. I mean, it's an absolute journey. No question about it. And I, I guess I get what you're saying, Dan. You know, it, it is it's different than everything else he, that he's done. But this album is a lot more what you can expect on his solo project. Uh, well, Devin Townsend and Devin Townsend project. It sounds more like this with quite a bit more clean mixed in. So for me, this is more familiar because I've been listening to a lot of his uh, his other two bands lately than, than Strapping Young Lad. So whenever I came back to this, I think that listening to his later work has influenced me in my changing of, of opinion and also how I feel about how it's written. Maybe because I he starts to, he, it starts to make sense. The language starts to make sense as far as it used to be everything was just a bunch of dissonance. You had no fucking clue what the hell was going on. Going back and listening to this, I'm like, okay, this is where he started to figure out what it is that he wanted to do. That's, And maybe that's what I'm trying to key in on, on this album, is that it reminds me more of his later work. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's all fucking great. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't have anything to add to that. I just... I don't know, man. Like my, my stress and anxiety really, really kicked up hard when I was listening to this, and I feel like there, there, there must be something to that. There, there has to be something to um, his mental state or something when recording this record because I can feel something that I can't quite put my finger on, and um, but it's very familiar to me uh, on a personal level. So I mean, it was it was a little uncomfortable to listen to. But I mean, I it, as far as being a fucking heavy, crazy record, sure, it's it, it's all of that. Maybe that's why I was so stressed out this week because I listened to this one a shit ton. <laughs> Maybe that. <laughs> it is weird that all your hair turned gray overnight. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the concrete in it from all the concrete forms I poured today for uh, Eagle Scout project. There you go. Two thousand and six, the new black. What's the old black? It's just black, and then this is like drawing black lines i don't know that's that's all the puns i have ironically i do find this one to be the most progressive out of all of them it's a little bit less strapping young lad a little bit more just devin townsend which might sound like an oxymoron but i'm gonna go with it yeah i mean it's it is good and you're right it is uh it is fairly progressive this is the first time strapping young lad sounds like devin townsend to me i don't think alien is him finding his sound or how he wants to move forward. It leans in that direction, but the new black is more focused. It sounds the most like a series of songs that are written and executed. He has more of his melodic vocals up front. The band maxed out their guitar layering, I think, on the last record, and this one stepped down a bit. It went back to City and Strapping Young Lad, where it sounds like a group of musicians making a soundscape. If there's atmosphere, it's because they've allowed the synth or the reverb or the space and the sound of the room to exist instead of, let's layer up 12 guitars, and then it'll be the heaviest fucking thing ever. Don't get me wrong, Alien has a lot of that, and that could be 
contributing the way Dan says it was. <laughs> this one sounds a lot more healthy as far as composition goes. It's it's much more melodic than previous material, and um, it kind of makes you feel a little bit good sometimes. Hey guys, I feel better now. Yeah. This song is called "You Suck." Well, it's like being in an abusive relationship. Like you're getting beat, you're getting beaten up almost all the time. But then every now and again, you know, they bring you flowers or something. You know, like it's it's uh, it's that sort of feeling. So it's not something that like you should feel good or feel proud of necessarily. But uh, you know, it's it's definitely a step ahead for them. But yeah, I, guess I, I do kind of miss kind of the more weird extremity that was on City. Well, if you if you still want weird, I mean, we are talking about Devin. So, I mean, I guess the one thing we ought to make pretty clear is that while Strapping Young Lad is going on, I mean, his solo projects are going on. And he makes like, the, uh, while this was going on, he was making like uh, like an, I don't know, like an ambient kind of sound on his solo stuff at the same time that this was coming out. Like really weird shit. I mean, the dude's just, I mean... If there's music, he's got his fingers in it. That's that's just kind of what that guy is. I mean, because like if like Ocean Meat, Ocean Machine Biomech, which is uh, his solo, you know, that was like a fucking banger, and that was all the way back in '97. I mean, so I mean, the guy is just all over the map all the time. Because like when this came out, that's like what Dev Lab, I think, is what was on a solo, or maybe it was the Hummer. It was right around that time, and those were both like weird ass ambient music. The dude is just fucking crazy. I mean, he makes music that matches the mood that he's in at the time, I think. And it's if I if I had the chops, that's kind of probably what I would be doing. And uh, because I think it's kind of cathartic for him. It's a release, you know, writing and making this music allows him to express how he's feeling at the time. And since the guy is bipolar and is all over the map, He's having to have, you know, a solo project and strapping young lad and then the Devon Townsend band and the Devon Townsend project. Casualties are cool. I mean, just on and on and on. I mean, the dude's just a machine. And I think strapping young lad is the band occupied by one person as the primary songwriter and contributor that is the most, quote, Gene Hoagland hauling metal band. Devin Townsend is not going to play hard rock tomorrow unless he decides he wants to. He's never given me any indication that he's going to release the next big hard rock single. But when I listen to Strapping Young Lad and then I listen to other Devin Townsend projects, I hear the consistency in that Devin Townsend is in the band, but Strapping Young Lad, maybe because Gene Hoagland is in the band, is the most we're going to go fast, we're going to be heavy, intense, we're going to give you some atmosphere, and when we're done, it's all going to be good, even if it's tapping into your mental state and trying to make you uncomfortable, because right now, Devin feels uncomfortable, and this is how the song sounds. Yes, and then I also feel uncomfortable. You don't have to listen to Alien again if you don't want to. Oh, I mean, I've listened to it several times. I love it. It just makes me uncomfortable. So talking about, that's the one thing that Devin does glom onto is great metal drummers because Dirk, Dirk Verbjorn has also worked religiously with Devin Townsend. And, you know, and we already know that that's one of my favorite drummers. I mean, and then there's another guy whose name I cannot pronounce and nobody can. So we just call him RVP. And that dude is a machine as well. So, I mean, the 
it's just like it's fucking crazy. He always knows great musicians and he always makes good music. Final thoughts on strapping young lad. Dan. This band scares me and I never know what they're going to do next and they make me uncomfortable and it gets my anxiety up. I can only listen to one record at a time due to the randomness. But this is some of the best shit I've ever heard. I mean, and I don't just I don't just hand that out. Like this is some of the most thought-provoking shit, not lyrically, mind you, but musically. And uh, I have to really sit there and try to keep up whenever I'm listening to it. So if you also want to have anxiety, <laughs> then you should listen to Strapping Young Lad. Jeff, what about you? In my opinion, Devin Townsend in general is the best kept secret in metal. He has a huge devout following, but there is so many people that just look past the dude. Why are you laughing at me? You don't think he's a best kept secret? I didn't. I just didn't. I thought you were going to go somewhere totally different than you did. You're what, like, what he's got a I'm... huge devoted following. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You, Joe, you got to keep that in there. Keep that in there. Don't you keep... worry, motherfucker. <laughs> yes, please keep that in there. I just didn't there. know where you are going to go with that. <laughs> Well, no, he has a huge devoted following, but like, there's a lot of metalheads that write the dude off. Oh, because oh, he j he makes joke metal. Can't take the guy seriously. He's just too crazy and all over the map, and makes fun of himself, and makes fun of other people, and makes fun of genres of music. I'm like, well, maybe you ought to take a little closer look at him. Same way you ought to take a closer look at Weird Al. That dude is a fucking genius as well. The only difference, you know, one of them is a comedy album. But actually, I take that back. Devin Townsend has one album. I can't remember which one now of the solo album. It's a, it's, it's like it's comedy metal. So anyway, best kept secret. I uh, hope this is allowing other people to be exposed to one of my all-time favorite musicians. This guy is just insane. He is on my bucket list to see live. I still have not seen him live all in all these years. And I need to fix that because this guy is just, he's a goddamn genius. Have you ever wondered what would happen if Doc Brown, Steve Howe, and Joe Satriani got in the fly machine and all got merged together into one giant skinny metalhead <laughs> with gray hair balding in a way I've never seen? It's like he has the mutton chops, but he just keeps wearing them down past his back. The dude's a fucking brilliant player. He's another name that keeps coming up. And I feel like it's unfair that we're only talking about Devin Townsend when we talk about Strapping Young Lad, but I kind of feel like that's part of the game when you talk about a project he's in. He's one of the names everybody talks about as he can fucking shred, he can scream, he can shriek. Strapping Young Lad, the Devin Townsend project, all these bands that he's in, he's creating so many different versions of what he considers to be heavy, intense metal. But when we're talking about Strapping Young Lad, it has a consistent feel in that it's all straight ahead, move forward. I feel like the band exists because he wants to write music with Gene Hoagland and he can't do that with anybody else. He's got other drummers in his other projects, but he is somebody who has a different way of looking at music production, music creation, 
and overall like he just has a unique perspective and strapping young lad to me is the band you should be listening to if you want to listen to a guitarist who's not just going to sit in the corner or tear apart and shred a fucking solo he's actually composing and he's doing it in an extreme metal way i think opeth used to be extreme but then they wrote very intricate parts Devin Townsend is just loud all the time. I figured it out. There's, you guys know what the multiverse is, right? Apparently, Devin exists in the multi, uh, one form in all the multiverses all at once. So that's why the guy's so fucking crazy, because there's all these versions of Devin all in one body. So he's the police of the fourth dimension from Rick and Morty? Yes. <laughs> Damn, what's your album of the week? It's been kind of a crazy week, so I'm going to go with Altars of Madness by Morbid Angel. Jeff, what about you? Uh, I think it's pretty obvious on what my album of the week is. Can you guys take a guess? Is it fucking Alien by Strapping Young Lad? It is. Holy shit. Jesus Christ. How'd you figure that one out, Dan? I don't know, man. I guess I'm just a genius. I've been saying it. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it's the Suicide Machines. Steal this record. Because who doesn't like some fucking punk rock ska in your fucking week while you're listening to Devin Townsend? You think you're random? Listen to this. <laughs> Take us out, DFT. If you've ever been listening to our podcast and thought you might want to contribute to our massively growing list of bands to talk about, you absolutely can do that. And there's a lot of different ways you can do that. You can reach out to us on facebook.com slash discography discussion. You can always send us an email at show at gmail.com. You can reach out to us on Twitter at Discuss Metal or at Discuss Metal Dan or Discuss Metal Joe if you want to talk to one of us individually. Um, Jeff's a twerp and deleted social media, so can't even talk to him. He's just too cool. Uh, you know, and so, I mean, you can always reach out to us on our Discord server. There's a link in the show notes that'll take you right to our Discord server where we have people talking all the time. If you want to represent discography discussion out on the street at the street level, you can absolutely visit our Teespring site where we have some awesome merch on sale for you right now. We got it as cheap as we can. Seriously, we barely even make any money off of it. Check it out. We want you guys to have that merch if that's what you want. And on that note, this has been episode 172 of Discography Discussion. Thank you for listening. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Discuss Metal. Subscribe to our podcast everywhere you listen to podcasts, including Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. Visit DiscussMetal.com for all things discography discussion. And please send questions and comments to Dan and Joe Show at gmail.com. If you are not a patron, you can become one at patreon.com forward slash discuss metal. We have some sweet perks. Give me your money. 